What a joyous day to be here with you today. You all look very well rested, so no going to sleep in the sermon like Keith did last night as I was practicing within five minutes, as he usually does, he always does. I just count it as maybe I have a relaxing voice, who knows? I'm going to claim that one. Well, today we're going to be in the New Testament, the book of Luke, chapter 17, 11 through 19. Luke 17, 11 through 19. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, ten lepers approached him. Keeping their distance, they called out, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said to them, Go, show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were made clean. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. And he prostrated himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. And then Jesus asked, were not ten made clean, but the other nine, where are they? Was none of them found to return to give praise to God except this foreigner? And then he said to them, get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You know, many years ago, I was serving at a nonprofit organization and it was the season for our annual fundraiser banquet. And so we were preparing uh, invitations, making lists of people who had attended in the past, making a list of new people who had, we have yet to invite to see if they might want to come. We were looking at the table arrangements and filling all the seats to see how many seats we had left, who else we could invite. And we happened to come across a couple's name and one of the board members said, well, they're not going to be attending this year or giving again. And I thought, well, that's kind of a strange comment. What, what, what happened? Why not? Where are they? And they said, well, one year they gave a rather large donation. And even though we sent them a receipt, we hand wrote a little note on there. One of the board members had given them a verbal, thank you so much for your giving. They felt offended because a handwritten note card was not put in snail mail to give them thanks for their large donation. They felt that we had lacked proper and a genuine effort to say thank you. So that would not be attending and they had said, we're not going to be given to your organization again. And my heart was just broken. Like, how do you fix that? How do you fix that? You know, it makes me wonder, do we express gratitude where gratitude is due? Maybe more importantly, in a way that matters. You know, in a way that's genuine. Are we really thankful for gifts? Are we really thankful for acts of kindness done toward us? Or do we just expect things to happen? You know, when we are thankful, I think we would take the time to at least voice it. But this scripture today makes me really wonder, when we 
have received a gift or an act of kindness, what I notice here is that the giver really does notice when we don't say thank you. Ouch. Ouch. You know, what does it really cost us to say thank you? What does it cost us if we don't say thank you? Maybe we're missing out on something if we don't show gratitude and have a grateful heart. Well, we see here today, Jesus has shown a great act of mercy, an act of kindness, and healing all ten lepers. And it says that they approached him as Jesus was coming into the village, and they were keeping their distance, and they said, Master Jesus, they called out, have mercy on us. Now, they addressed Jesus as master, indicating that they had some acknowledgement of who he was, the authority, the power that he had to grant their request. And healing came in a miraculous way, physically, but at the time, commonly, leprosy was considered a very spiritually unclean disease, as if maybe there was some sin in their lives that has caused it. Now, the common distance for lepers of the time would have been at least 50 yards. They would have never had the opportunity to go into the city, much more to go into the temple to worship God. They would have been kept on the outskirts. And I think it interesting that there are 10 gathered together. They would have been in their own community, if you will, because they could only come in contact with those who had the same disease. And so, miraculous that all ten called out and were told that Jesus healed all ten of them. And he says, go, show yourself to the priest. He doesn't say you're healed. He simply says, go, show yourself to the priest. And all ten were obedient and immediately set off. And one, on the way, realized that he was healed. Now, we don't know. I want to give these other nine lepers the benefit of the doubt. I don't know how far they had walked before they became clean, before they came healed. Now, we're told, we know that they probably were on the outskirts of the city. We don't know how far the temple was. I really want to give them the benefit of the doubt for a reason that they didn't come back and say thank you. We don't know if it was a short distance or a long distance, but there was one who turned back and gave thanks. Alexander McLaren says this, that a grateful heart knows to express its gratitude is the highest duty. It is necessary for its own relief. The highest duty to express gratitude is necessary. You know, I see when, when we are given a gift, if we are given an act of kindness, you know, it's really a give-and-take relationship, isn't it? it? There's a giving, and then there's a receiving part. It's almost a transaction. That if we don't receive it, if we don't receive it with a grateful heart, then the intent of the giver really hasn't even made a connection. Has it really been received? True thankfulness, for it to occur, we have to acknowledge 
that we've been given a gift. And I wonder, are we really even thankful if we don't say thank you? Was the gift even received at all? I wonder, have you ever sent a note card or a gift in the mail or a gift card in the mail and and they never said thank you and then you're wondering, gosh, that was like 50 bucks. I wonder if they ever even got the card. And then you might want to call them, hey, did, did you receive that gift I gave you in the mail? Without that acknowledgement, the transaction has really not even been complete. I, I like one of the commentators who says about these verses that the thankfulness of this one leper actually knits in a bond this leper with Jesus. He received it. And not only did he just receive physical healing, but he received a wholeness that the other nine did not. A spiritual healing. Overcome with God's mercy and graciousness. Now picture this, he turns back. And we don't know how far he went, but he turned back praising God with a very loud voice. Now, this would have been interesting. This would have shown true healing because lepers, uh, it often affects the throat and the vocal cords to where they're only able to whisper. But this one shouted out with a loud voice. And Jesus says, get up, go on your way. Your faith has made you well. He received something more that connected him with Jesus in relationship. For only one to say thank you, though, Matthew Henry, my favorite commentator, says that this is a spiritual leprosy, where there is a disease of the spirit. There's something wrong here. You know, by even basic definition, we know that to be thankful that a consciousness of the benefit to receive it, if we're not even conscious that we've received the gift, that there's really no way we could ever even be thankful. Even though Jesus freely and unreservedly gave healing to the ten, it makes me wonder, who was Jesus to the nine? Who was Jesus to the other nine? It appears that they simply saw Jesus as someone who could grant their request. Nothing more. And maybe they were actually quite dismissive of him. In fact, we're left to wonder if they ever came to Jesus, if they ever realized that they were healed. They were, in fact, healed, but there was only one who realized it. So maybe they went off and spent the rest of their days thinking that they still had this disease that could never be healed. Did they ever connect with Jesus later? Now, I think this might be strange, but one of the most beautiful verses in this selection, as I prepare a service, I I look at these scriptures and I'm like, God, show me something new, because I know you've heard this a million times, a very common story of the one and the ten. But I found this to be most interesting. Jesus says, but the nine, where are they? Where are they? Jesus is very aware of who has yet to come to him. 
He is very aware of who has yet to be thankful. He is very aware of who has yet to acknowledge him. He wants to know where you are today. He wants to bring us more than just physical healing. Even though physical healing does not always come, he wants to give us a spiritual healing and a wholeness that we can't ever even imagine. So wonderful, so miraculous. And he wants to say to us today, stand up and go. Your faith has made you well. Who needs to hear that today? Your faith has made you well. I asked Siri and Alexa, they're really smart. Other than Jesus, they know everything. And I asked them, I said, how, how many, Alexa, how many people have ever accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior of all time? She, she didn't give me an answer, but she did give me this answer. She said that there are 117 billion people who have ever lived on earth. 117 billion. Now, 93% of those have already passed into glory. So 7% still here. And out of all those people, Jesus still asks us, where are you? Where are you, my child? He created all of us. He desires to be one with us. He wants us to be as close to him as this leper in relationship with a bond that is everlasting, that goes beyond this physical life, but even to life eternal. But it takes for that transaction to be thankful. It takes action on our part to acknowledge Jesus, and he will acknowledge us. In a few minutes, we are going to celebrate Holy Communion together. It is a time when we remember and we give thanks to Jesus who bore our sin and who made a way for us to be one in relationship with him. And not only that, but that we will have everlasting life and that we will see and be one with those who have gone before us a future hope, our Christian hope. And so Jesus calls us today. He asks, are you one of the nine? Are you one, are there, or, or are you the one? He wants all of us to be the one. He does not even want one to be lost. He calls out to you and he says, where are you? Come to me and I will heal you. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you for your love for us. We may have never said thank you before, but in this moment we say thank you, Jesus, for bearing our sins that we might be one with you and all of the saints who have gone before in eternity. We thank you for this day. And we pray all of this in Jesus' name, amen.